You are listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And our guest for the day is Kyle Wright of Diophantine Discs and Dysthymia. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, our pleasure. Very mm-hmm. much so. We recently got into a Bad Sector discussion, so I asked Kyle, you want to talk about Bad Sector? With us at Noise Extra. He picked a disc I was unfamiliar with, although I would consider myself a Bad Sector fan. So it's even more exciting to kind of dig in and and listen to this disc and discuss it. Got a new favorite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, we we were totally unfamiliar with this album. And wow, we fully immersed ourselves in Bad Sector Polonoid and... It was rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's one that I've loved for 20 years now, and it's just so immersive and so unique. Just a great recording, and the way it plays in stereo or headphones is amazing. And mm-hmm. w- like whenever I set up a new stereo, this is the first disc I play. <laughs> just... To see how That's, it sounds. That <laughs> is very reasonable. That yeah. is killer. Makes sense. That is killer. But before we dig into Polonoid, great. What have you been listening to? Let's see here. One thing that, uh, as of the time of this podcast episode, should be available for purchase is the new Scald Him instance of Home CD on Tronics. And there have been a couple things that have hit me really hard for harsh noise lately like new stuff and like i think i talked about well not quite so new but that tourette cd that tronics put out and uh, that blind date cd that oxen put out tourette cd being a little older but the blind date came out last year and really killer discs and this one i would file next out of like killer modern harsh noise there's uh some cello on it there's some strings on it but it's also like Nice, nicely paced junk, harsh noise and really, really digging that one. So I think you'll probably be able to listen to it. Check it out uh, from Tronics. I got the Sewer Election Cosmic Mirror CDR on Fourfall, which is listed as uh, live free flowing electronics. And uh, that's absolutely true. It's two extended noise pieces, but uh just in the a nice zone out vibe from sewer election. Got a package in from cypher with uh, night science zines in it and a bunch of other stuff, including this Hiroshi Hasegawa Laidlini split CD, uh, the Hasegawa obviously being in CCCC and working as Astro. Uh, Laidlini was a new project for me uh, that I'm not familiar with, but the nicely cut layered noise on that side of the split. Well, it's a CD, but on that half of the split, and the Hasegawa stuff is like synth attack in a subway station. <laughs> it sounds awesome. There's like screeching, rumbling, weird echoing junk kind of bashing stuff. And then also some killer synth. And then uh, unfortunately we lost Gedalia Tazartes recently. I uh, passed away uh, last week. And uh, so I listened to Diaspora, the disc that Deus had reissued, I think in 2011, but it's originally from 1979 and really unique and weird electronics and, and composition with like really strange, strange vocals. Uh, 
My best approximation would be like Sun City Girls scoring like a Jodorowsky movie. Heck yeah. It's yeah. really good. You familiar with that stuff, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I have the the Alga Morgan CD with that and um, one of his other LPs. Um, I haven't heard it in a while, but I remember being really impressed by it and thinking yesterday that I need to go revisit that. Connelly's, what about you? What have you been listening to? It's been a bad sector zone here <laughs> leading up to this episode, which is generally I've been our zone recently. If we know we got something coming up, we just kind of we kind of get single minded and yep. want to really absorb the project. So we kind of understand it a well, little more. And there's a lot to pick from for bad sector. I mean, yeah. truly, um, yeah. you know, you could you could spend a week listening to something every day. It's great. Well, and it goes. So, he, he really has a lot of different mm-hmm. techniques, a lot of different styles that he puts in in different releases. And. We uh, particularly like the Pressurized Music album, which is originally a tape on Freedom From. Mm -hmm. Absolute, which is is in the uh, relatively newer one, especially compared to what we're talking about today. And that's real different than than this Mm -hmm. one. That almost has, that has almost some, almost field recording qualities to it, or at least uh, a feel of that. And he experiments with so many different so methods many different of recording things. and especially performance, like with the hand gesture vectors and using, you know, illuminated glow sticks to capture sound via computer. I think it's truly fascinating. Even his experiments with more beat driven sound. Yeah. And 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 honestly, it's just we've listened to this album so much daily since we knew we were going to do this because it is just a monster. What about you, Kyle? What have you been listening to? Um, so last night I gave the new uh, Spastic Colon CD on Tronics a listen, and oh, that's incredible. Awesome. It's yeah. so it so great. You know I, I don't know <laughs> if that's been in our recent listening only because I think when we got it, it hadn't been. It, yeah, we what, couldn't it, talk what, about it, it yet. Hadn't come out yet or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So. Man, it's so good. I love that. Yeah, it's such a such a great and fun CD too. Um, <laughs> yeah, mm. I was I, I was expecting good things that had totally exceeded it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colin, of course, being Eric Hoffman, who uh, runs Groundfault and Pinchaloaf, Jorge Martin. And let's see. Also, been listening to the tape by the Paladists, which is a collaboration between Colin Andrew Sheffield and David Reed. Colin running the Elevator Bath label and David from Invenomous sounds really great. Definitely a combination of both their styles and such. Um, cool. I just got that one, but I have not listened to it yet. I haven't been playing tapes, but when I hit the tape zone, it's on the it's on the top of the stack to listen yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Kyle's tape zone is really impressive. You're um, looking at a, a, a sliver of it right now. I know he's sitting in front of a really <laughs> nice, heavy tape wall. Yeah, that, that, that wall has uh, 1,200 of my favorite tapes, I like to say. I, say, I can see about 900 of them right right here in front. It's just a, a select thousand, yeah. you know? Yeah. Is, is that, now, is that is that the section when Gray stayed with you, uh, I guess, shoot, it was it was over ago. a year ago? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. But yeah. he, he he sent us some pictures and there was it was the, phenomenal the broom section and Tara and I were in this big broom <laughs> zone was just unreal. And now is that behind you where we're at now? Is the broom section behind uh, you or is yeah, it a little right off there. to the side? The broom is right here. Oh, there it is. Oh, I yeah. see it. Yeah. 
Uh, and there's others that aren't in here too because I need to make room. Drool. <laughs> and I, I think it. I just noted you are wearing a contagious orgasm shirt. If I'm not mistaken, yes. <laughs> Which Man. I was also wearing when I played that show with Gray just Her, over a year amazing. ago. Uh, actually, I bought that shirt while we were hanging out at that bar. And so yeah. I was like, oh, he's got shirts. Amazing. I'm getting one. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What else? What else? What yes. else you've been listening to? Uh, I just got the new Inada split double CD with Circular from Loki Foundation. I'm really enjoying it. The Inada side is a little, I want to say mellower than some of their work, um, a little more sparse. The Circular one was just really amazing, kind of mostly guitar-based ambient, but really, that's not really doing it justice because it does have that kind of industrial element to it, uh, dark ambient, and th- it was all live studio recordings earlier last year. Yeah. yeah I've been meaning to grab that. I saw that came out and we haven't grabbed that yet, but been meaning to. So now it's the impetus is there. Especially. Yeah. Well, maybe it's, I don't know if anyone is carrying it in the U.S., uh, Hopefully, because that'll make uh, transit time from Germany faster. I mean, we're just used to it at this point that I just assume if I I assume I assume if I order something in the States, it's going to take six months. I just I just I just there it is. Who knows if I'll get that? You know. So, (laughs) but yeah, I definitely want to pick that up. Yeah, and uh, also been um, re-listening to the Tessendalo Muska ten tape box from uh 1992 on prion um i don't know if you guys are familiar with that project so much yeah there's uh and that's the prions there like is it was it one guy yeah Yeah, and that Uh is his label right yeah 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 that stuff's really really cool and really really weird unique in that era i don't know this 10 yeah so i mean it's lots of loops uh synth loops um goes in lots of different directions um most is pretty solid and some of the tapes are pretty incredible like the the last one has a lot of backward stuff on it which is always awesome <laughs> so <laughs> oh, i'm not familiar with that yeah. project like just in in name but and maybe you know a comp track here or there but never never dove oh, in yeah. have to give more yeah, of it there's, i mean there's no there's no actual proper cds it was all tapes uh vinyl and cdrs and most of those cdrs don't even play anymore but uh yeah that's which is definitely a problem that's a killer stack of stuff to listen to yeah i've been enjoying it it's uh it's funny you know i'm sure there's other stuff you listen to there's tons of other stuff that we listen to that's just uh, i forget i when i go back to make my list i have to be like what was it i listened to look at the stack and figure yes, it out <laughs> yeah same here <laughs> what did i forget to put away yeah i mean there's tons we just, we just we try not to repeat because a lot of times it is stuff we've said so many times so we get favorites yeah 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 <laughs> but so yes of course we've listened to some other stuff besides bad sector but guess what our listeners have heard us Mention all those projects. So the bad sector being the most important thing we listened to this week. Yeah. Sure. But before we get into the episode, a quick word from our sponsors. Do you like noise? Probably so, because you're listening to this podcast. And you should check out Misanthropic Agenda. Whether you get off on sonic extremes, skilled think pieces, or psychologically damaging soundtracks for personal ritual, Misanthropic Agenda has got you covered. Misanthropic Agenda is a noise, sound art, and electronic music label founded by Garrett Whitmer in 1998, releasing CDs and vinyl by the likes of Merzbau, John Weiss, Joe Colley, Dave Phillips, Francisco Marino, Death Rose, Lasse Marhog, Jason Krumer, LHD, and many more. Use code NOISEXTRA at misanthropicagenda.com to receive free shipping on any size order in the United States. Oh, and they've also got a band camp. 
Out now on Live Beat Recording Foundation, Dies Natalis and Victi Solis compilation. 12 brand new and exclusive tracks for your winter rituals. Features Kleistwar, Nod, Ord, Contrastate, Murderous Vision featuring Crow Hill Gnostic Temple, Constructivist, Deutsche Nepal, and Venomous, Dream Into Dust, Failing Lights, Brighter Death Now, Theologian, and Vomit Arsonist. Artwork by Gretchen Heinel and Lee Bartow and graphic design by Derek Rush. Also available are CDs by Murderous Vision, Abscission, Voided Landscapes, and The Ghost of the Soul Long Lost, Volume 3, and Liminal Presence Collaboration with Venomist. Live Bait Recording Foundation, bringing you the finest in dark electronic music since 1996. Use code NEDiscount for 10% off. Scream and Rive Distro and Absurd Exposition Label, a Canadian-based source for experimental electronics, harsh noise, power electronics, and more. Hundreds of titles in stock on all formats, offering media mail shipping to the USA and affordable international shipping. Visit ScreamAndWrithe.com and use code NOISEXTRA to get 10% off during the month of February. Limit one use per customer. Polanoid. What an album. Now, Kyle, tell us, where did you, Uh when did you come to this album? Were you already a fan of Bad Sector? Give Give us the history with you and Bad Sector Polanoid. So, so it's funny you ask because I was trying to remember the other day how I got introduced to Bad Sector. And I'm pretty sure it was that like in 2000, I picked up Dolman Factory from um, Triumvirate Mail Order. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, that was Yeah, run by I Mitchell used to be Alton in contact with Law. Mitchell back then pretty heavily. Yeah, he had a pretty limited mail order, but it was all awesome stuff. And that's how I got introduced to Loki stuff, Mm. definitely Yenpox, all that great stuff. Point in 2001, when this got reissued by Tantric Harmonies, I picked up Polaroid. Especially, I think when we were were talking about it throughout the week, uh, ourselves and Gray, Gray was pointing out how it, it, it doesn't sound like this is from 1998. Yeah, yeah. It could have been recorded yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. or yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. next year. <laughs> well, Massimo has always been a bit precocious in terms of electronic equipment. Looks, he was building circuits yeah. at like 13 and has, you know, continually um, been involved with, with creating electronic equipment of all sorts. Yeah, and he's also been in, I mean, his background mm-hmm. is in computer science and um, working at, um, I guess it's a university uh, center mm-hmm. for computer music. Um, and he thought that was a little too stale for him and wanted to do something more dynamic or emotional, um, all, all kinds of things. And what he's created here and on many of the other releases is just so yeah, in 1994 he had his first released zay on slaughter productions which is a pretty awesome debut release too right yeah. i mean <laughs> come on uh yeah <laughs> and i i think i first heard him and it was the late 90s through malignant the malignant tumor list the mailing list that malignant records used to have and i i picked up from malignant the plasma cd that was on old europa cafe and the name Bad Sector is one of those things that I there's not a better project that could have that name. There's no better band for the name Bad Sector yeah. than Massimo <laughs> Magrini Bad Sector. It the sounds and the style, especially on these like earlier '90s releases, 
sound like a hard drive dying at times, sound like uh, something glitching out, but not in sort of a like IDM glitch dance music sort of way. It's this like failure and disintegration and missing there's missing pieces or pieces that have been mutated. So yeah, so they don't sound mm-hmm. like what Jumbled they what they or, were. Yeah. It feels like that. It's it's really strange. But then under that there's this baseline of nice melodies, really rich production and really cool like uh, uh, effects and stuff on everything. So like you said it's really engrossing and engaging. It's immersive. You can get pulled right into this CD. And we do. On track one, yeah. yeah. Open I mean, universes. The, the well, the door <laughs> opens to a new universe. The chains on the wheel of time are turning slowly, and then it just wow, just shows itself. And oh man, yeah. it's just that we're just face to face with this massive sound that we're going to go through for the rest of the album and it's going to evolve and morph and continue. Yeah, and an open universe model would be a situation where the universe is expanding and just continually expanding into infinity. So that is the level of weight that we're dealing with on this track. Yeah, um, I mean, it it starts so kind of, I wouldn't say quiet, but yeah, sort of glittering and glistening synth sounds for a a minute. Stars are rattling. Yeah, then yeah, and you just then hit this asteroid field (laughs) of sound. For me, the the first minutes like you you get to a party, (laughs) you're looking around, and then a minute later, the Kool Aid Man busts through the wall, and you know you're in the right place. (laughs) (laughs) Like it, it it sounds great, and then it it hits and that melody that distorted melody comes in and those i i keep imagining their vocals but they're so mutated that i am never sure on this record like i will refer to things as vocals throughout this they might not be vocals i think i think on this track it is vocals it's again you may be completely right maybe we're just totally we're just hearing things but i felt on this track it was just hallucinating them well i i think i referred to all of them as um like cosmic breath because it's like there's a presence of air or there is a definitive lack of air and and definitely something's happening with air and breath. Yeah, there's definitely like voices going on to me, but like I don't know if it's vocals or if it's like sampled from some odd source or or what, but they're all just heavily processed and weird and <laughs> absolutely not yeah, and that and that it is throughout what we're going to see throughout the rest of the album is these weird simple melodic synth lines that are pretty buried but then they're also just i think because of the what he's using they are they're the bed that a lot of these tracks lay mm-hmm. on and and i i just took this yeah. opportunity to go to the wayback machine and um back to bad sectors website and just a list of things that he would use uh, when recording. So it would be audio signal generators, Geiger counters, VHF and VLF receivers, heart pulse sensors, self-built MIDI controllers, pre-recorded stuff and background videos. 
He also made um, devices that have gesture recognition systems. One example is a UV stick. It's just short, white, illuminated stick and a UV lamp in front of a video camera. The video camera is connected to a computer, which translates the motion in real time and generated sounds. So that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. And that might be why it's a little hard to pick out exactly yeah. what we're what hearing in these tracks. Well, and he said, I actually wrote to him to ask a couple questions, and uh, he did say that he was using like some kind of crude digital synthesizers on this release, but that everything was recorded and mixed on analog equipment. So it gives it that sort of weird organic mm. feel while also having the capabilities of weird digital synths. And we hear that, especially in the later tracks, but a lot of these really minute and shifting sounds uh, would have been very hard to do without a very large modular yeah. system or something back then. And digital synthesis certainly allowed for a lot of manipulation that we hear on this record. The density matrix. The density matrix in quantum mechanics describes a statistical yeah. state of a system. Like, I'm really excited about all the concepts he uses. He even said that he had been reading um, extensively about cosmology and enjoyed the concepts and used them in, in line with his tracks. And boy, am I excited about that. <laughs> Tara's, Tara's note sheet yeah. was already almost filled in before like, we hit play today, by the beyond, way. This is the type of thing that's beyond up my alley. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> nice. yeah, this, that, that just uh, astro haze and the layers that are close and far and just this breaking down. And then this track has that such a cool synth line, or I don't know what it is, synth, whatever it is, around two minutes in, that little, like... I don't know what I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know what exactly it is, but, oh, I love it. I, I put yeah, just a twinkle in exactly yeah. what it is, yeah. But... Yeah, it, it's uh, that writing that I mean, sounds hey, kind of cheesy, it's but hard, you know, it is hard to put in words. Yeah, it's, it's a little, I mean. it's yeah, a it's little that, light uh -huh. of beauty just kind of peeking through the darkness, yeah. and I think that that's why this this whole album is just so emotive in its own way because you get the you get to experience the void of space and time and all of these weighty, heavy things that would make you feel like a tiny particle and isolated in the universe. And then you get this glimpse of beauty and it, it just kind of like pulls at your heart and, and you can't help but feel something. Yeah. Like that the unlikelihood of yeah. um, anything beautiful and personal in this world. And yet here we are. Gray, did you know, I assume you did. Did you know what a bad sector is? Is that why you say the names yeah. fit so well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, 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 I didn't know what it was. What it was. Oh yeah. Well, it, it, remember too when when I when around when I got this, I was doing like IT support, right, right. And so dealing with he dealt with lots of bad sectors. Yeah, dealing with <laughs> dealing with failing hard drives and replacing hard drives and servers and stuff like that, and running running checks on right equipment. So yeah, it, it just. It, it made perfect sense to me and it still does like it's just listening to this again. I'm like, there's no, there's really no better project for that name. And I've always felt like it was the space in between the discs of a hard drive spinning somehow. Like it was mm. this weird universe, you know, microverse inside of this object in some way. And 
all, there's so much detail in all of these sounds. There's so many little things to pick out that we could listen to this record again right after this and have different things to discuss about each track. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And that's a real testament to, yeah. you know, 1998, how, how densely worked this was, yet still feeling very nice, feel, feeling very emotive. You have, like Connolly said, a lot of very simple melodies in these pieces, but they they propel it forward. And while they are often obfuscated, there's times when sort of the expanse peels back and you get more of that melody up front and it's, it's affecting. I have a quick question for Kyle. You, just even based on your label yeah. name, Diophantine Desk, are you, you into like math? You into physics? <laughs> Is this your thing too? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was, um, I, love, I just love, well, you, I you mean. You into math? You into physics? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I, um, I actually studied uh, computer science as well and uh, work in that field. Oh, yay! Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so uh, I'm definitely into number theory and stuff like that. Do you like have a that. favorite mathematician? Um, I don't think so, yeah. I heard a rumor that Kyle only learned math so he could count how many tapes he has. Oh, I heard that rumor too. That, I, I heard that's I, its own <laughs> branch of math. It yeah. actually like it's it has some weird algorithm that goes with your uh, bank account. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it drains yeah. proportionally. Yeah. 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 I I've definitely I've figured out that algorithm, but I still don't know my times tables. So oh, okay. we, that's all you need, really. Yeah. It all, it all, the algorithm uh-huh. also has to do with additions and, <laughs> yes. and limited. It, it, you have to add all these First, things together. It's, it's a subcategory. Yeah. It's a subset. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. um, yes. you yes. know. <laughs> it's all about completionism. That's a, that's a different thing too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well. Yeah, um, and it's actually funny that you bring that up because um, a big part of what drew this to me is the fact that. Um, like initially um, being introduced to bad sector was that um, I was working the field of bioinformatics, which is um, basically using computers to solve large scale biological problems. Like how does a protein fold or um, how similar are these two proteins? And um, for fun on the side, I was uh, writing a, software MIDI sequencer to um, basically turn uh, protein and DNA sequences into music. I do love this. Um, Yay. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I never really went anywhere with that um, because I always got to this point where it's like, I need like, like I need more data to come up with, like mm-hmm. how should it pan or whatever, and it's like I I don't feel that um, I should just do that willy nilly. I think that it should be somehow derived from uh, um, this biological data. I but, like that um, you were trying to preserve the integrity yeah. of the biological data. That's great because I would have just been like, ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> we'll just use this other guy over here and insert it. But uh, that is amazing uh-huh. that you think that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that that just sort of led into my my interest in artists who kind of take a a scientific approach to some of what they're doing and in, involve technology in that. Um, and 
obviously Massimo does this. Yeah, he did a record where project. he hooked, uh, um, hooked up to an EEG and had that control synthesizers, right? He he mm-hmm. meditated. That's a yeah. Uh, Is that the Harrow? That's the har- the, Chronoland. That? Chronoland. Chronoland. Yeah, on Chronoland, he yeah, hooked himself up to an EEG that was transmitting information to synthesizers and then meditated on specific instances in his life and recorded the sounds that were generated and then processed that. So that's pretty That's pretty badass. That's an interesting melding of technology and emotion by yeah. thinking about these events in your life. So all the titles on that CD are uh, with a, mm-hmm. a timestamp on them so you can yeah. tell and like a one word reference to mm-hmm. whatever the event was. It's pretty cool. Man, we get to spontaneous yeah. reduction, the third piece on this. And this one carries over some of the cosmic drone and uh, the interrupting uh, blast from the last track sort of become the basis of this piece to me. It, it flows very well together. The That medieval synth line that comes in a little before two minutes, come on. This that is, is like just <laughs> too good. Dungeon synth from like like the dungeon synth they have whenever the movie Jason X is set. <laughs> <laughs> this, that's what dungeon synth the kids are listening to in the future. I, yep. Like sure. to note how much I love Jason yeah. X gets referenced in this podcast. I I support it fully. Oh, it's it's been under it's been underrated for a long time, you know. But yeah, I mean, come on, this was just like I'm in. I mean, we were already in, but now we're in. We're in the we're in the third track. We're in the midst of Polonoid. Yeah, this and, track. On, this track is what really pulled me into this yeah. album. Like, I mean, the first two tracks are are wonderful, but it this one yeah. is kind of like. Just seals the deal. You're like, yeah. nope, I love this. Whatever yep. happens next, I still love this. I don't yeah. care. This track is phenomenal. Yeah. The sound <laughs> of like the like almost sonar. Um, you get those like lovely mental images of like floating um air and is so present in this. And how often do you get like space things that that have an airy presence? So it's like pneumatic winds communicating with alternate dimensions, washing, like having alien spacecrafts wash up on your shoreline. It's totally tense, but evocative. Yeah, there's so much going on, yet it doesn't somehow feel cluttered at all. Um, And that's that's a thing through the whole album. And so much kind of stereo field stuff. it just sounds incredible with with the stereo, and I would love to hear this like some multi channel oh, yeah. <laughs> thing. Well, like, maybe that was the spontaneous yeah. reduction. Maybe he just pulled a lot of things out <laughs> and then well, just made these like wonderfully yeah. simplistic layers. It does peel back a bit at the like two and a half minute mark to let that that melody sort of come out. But the vocals on this one are they they cracked my brain open a little bit the way they sound and mm-hmm. it gets it's more structured in the second half of the piece with the repeating vocals and I, it it's so cosmic and floaty for the first portion of it especially and then it sort of locks into this more rigid structured feel and i like that the the, the progression within the track is something you can really feel and hear yeah like how you said this is an album that you test out a new stereo with when <laughs> yeah and and, and that yes. and that track three is definitely 
track one and track three are like the ones that mm-hmm. are the craziest. I, <laughs> I love I love that idea that it's like you save this. This is the one that's going in. <laughs> See if we have the settings correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, one thing we should note about this album too. Now, the original, the original issue of this album is on uh, Bastet records i'm probably maybe pronouncing that wrong but it is a cdr but it's a 1998 cdr yeah came with a floppy disk with a yes. screensaver on it which is yeah, have you seen it what's it look like <laughs> i have not um i i think it's for windows and i've run Linux for longer than I've had it. Now, so, would, but uh, would, would either of you guys, do either of you guys have the capability of even inserting that floppy disk in anything you have? We would not have that capability. Between um, you, between you, nice. between you, yeah, I do. Gray, do you? I do not, not anymore. <laughs> wow, yeah. not nowhere in that, in that insane, no. mad, mad no science lab of yours. Wow. No, no to drop a floppy. Nope. Guile, Guile's got wow. it. Wow. But yeah, but yes, it does come with a floppy disk. And by the way, all right, maybe you guys can clear this up because this always bothered me growing up as a kid. No, to I me, can... the floppy disks are those thin ones that are thin and big, like from when we were in the 80s. And then these things are called floppy disks, but they're not floppy. They're, they're, they're hard. Why are they called that? It's we the, need answers. It's the, it's the V3.0, actually, of the floppy disk, right? Because the, the first ones were like 10 mm-hmm. inches, and then you yeah. got the yep. five and a quarter inch, the ones right. you're referring to. You got to. Oregon Trail on it. <laughs> God, it you know, in. I used to love ripping those big ones apart. They look so cool <laughs> then, on the inside. But, oh, so, so, so they just, Magnets. So, so those are also floppy disks as well? Yep. Like the big... Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is just the new version, but They're it's not floppy. floppy. Yeah. Well, the disk inside is floppy, but to protect it, they put it in a <laughs> stiff case instead of a... Uh, more pliable, uh, whatever the styrene or whatever kind of case See, is what the original ones are in. Yeah, I would call it a stiff uh-huh. disc. I support this. Yeah, see, Tara supports it. There's, I'm already, calling, I'm... there's already enough innuendo in the computer world that you don't need to call it a stiff disc. And really, shouldn't compact discs be called like regular discs and three inch CD- CDs should Our be called compact, compact discs? Yeah. <laughs> well, then you got a little chicken and egg situation. I mean, really, we got, some, we got semantic difficulties yeah, in this it, world, okay? <laughs> it, it is compact. It, it's compact. Oh, you know what? That's true. Disc, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those we call those silver records. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are really up on the terms these days. Well, well, Tara, you, speaking of terms, you taught me a new term about twister methods. Yes, twister methods. Now, twister, I was, o, twister I was, or methods. I was an OR. trying to succinctly explain this. That's always the difficulty here is like uh, breaking, make, making it easier without being totally off. Uh, so, twister theory is where space and time themselves are secondary constructs that emerge out of a deeper level of reality. What? so so basically like space and time don't define our reality as we live in it but they are byproducts of some deeper processes that are going on um and this has been later linked 
you know, after this album was around to string theory, like saying that the the minutia that make up our world are interlinked in such a way that is beyond our understanding and larger than we can fathom, including parallel universes um, and space and time have just sprung out of that um, through the processes that are going on that we can't see. Well, it's this track just springs immediately out of space and time because there's there's no build. It's just immediate and grand. That huge melody. It, it's just massive looming melody there and oh, just the metal rattling yeah. every which way. I just thought of like primordial light and particles, primordial winds just lapping up you know, onto our existence like waves. Kind of kind of like the Twister Tail, like it's uh, like a tornado that brings us into existence. How about that? And that's a nice image. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And it just brought this track right yeah, into this existence. Yeah, this, it's so heavy. And, you know, the way that each, each track leads into the next, like you think that it can't top itself, and then you get the next track. The that hissing tone that that's going around this one too. There's, I felt all these like time shifted modulations going on. So it's it's really, and that probably lends to the digital synthesis used on it. But it's there's everything is happening at a different pace. It's uh, you know it's, the time slows down when you get closer to a black hole or speeds up. I don't know which that is. Oh, well, we can talk about the time singularity. It, it We're not there becomes yet. <laughs> time it, 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 it becomes infinite. Okay, so time is <laughs> It's it's yeah, yeah it's, so it's it's possessing such density that it turns in on itself and space-time becomes infinite. Um just as all matter and mass uh become infinite as well. Well, that's that's what it sounds like. Now, as you point repo, approach the Janus point, time flows backwards. So time uh, emerges in a forward-facing way, kind of like the explosion, and and is flowing one direction. Yet at the same time, after um, you know time came into existence and exploded, it flows the opposite direction because most things are mirror images. And so when you approach that middle point that the initial explosion happened, that's the Janus point. So maybe that's what you're getting to where time stops. It's not quite stopping, but I feel it, it, everything <laughs> happening, everything feels like it's happening at a different speed on this, on this track. And I, I like that. Like every instance that happens is at a slightly different speed or time. Maybe they're parallel dimensions. Yeah, it's all moving around <laughs> different directions, and maybe <laughs> the also here has that great medieval, but in the stars line that just again, it, and maybe this is about maybe again this is about this this idea of time. It's all we're we're going back to medieval times. We're going into space. We're going into computers. It's it's all together here. It's all it's it's all. You know, I think it boils down to the nature of existence and um, our experience, not only as humans, but particles that are participating in this um, plane of existence. 
So it, it is strange how you somehow like feel your humanity, but also this union with the cosmos. Like, how could we possibly interact with it? Because it's so large beyond our fathoming. Um, but somehow you experience that. And I think that's the emotive nature of it. Yeah, it has these very kind of moving melodies in it, yet it's this extremely spacious um, environment that you're the Can infinite we say pragmatically metaphysical? <laughs> it feels that way. I don't think no. I realized how much and how well he uses melody when I first started listening to Bad yeah. Sector. And it's something that I really appreciate now. And obviously it, it garnered a response and something that made me enjoy the project, but it wasn't something that I was really uh, conscious of 20 years ago when listening to his music. And now when I go back, it's like, oh, it makes sense. These really simple but evocative melodies in there work to propel all these really kind of wild noises. Yeah. Cal, mm-hmm. you know, you talked about yeah. building a a MIDI to be controlled by proteins, but you have also continued on in our work with modular synths a lot, correct? Now, was that yeah. an evolution yeah. from um, from doing that kind of stuff in the late '90s, early 2000s, to where you're at now, or is that something you were interested in back then as well? Um, it's not a direct evolution. Um, I mean, probably around that time I saw the back of, uh, Tomita's, uh, uh, Snowflakes yeah, album. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that, where he's next to the giant Moog modular and thinking, oh man, that <laughs> looks awesome. And I don't know what it does, but yeah, I'd always been interested in electronics. When I was a kid, I built an oscillator kit and was bummed that I couldn't make anything that sounded <laughs> like craft work. Um, uh, but yeah, it wasn't until I guess 2004 when I bought my first synth, things started going <laughs> escalated quickly. Uh, I, ha- having <laughs> seen probably not all yeah. of, but a large portion of Kyle's since <laughs> electronic <Yeah>. and synthesized <laughs> music was something you were always interested in. You, you kind of said, even back as a kid, you were building oscillators. Was craft work and a very early project for you? That was my first introduction to electronic music. I was at a, a store and saw the cover of Computer World and was like, that looks weird and maybe interesting and so picked it sick. up and was like, whoa. But I, it wasn't like a strict progression from there. That was kind of an isolated, that and Tangerine Dream were mm-hmm. kind of isolated for me. And then just on a whim from a distro, I picked a cold meat compilation uh, and even wolves hid their teeth. I like the title of it and yeah and then that that just kind of redirected and then me from there, it, <laughs> entirely it just, that's when everything really just exploded for you as far as digging into all this stuff yeah yeah um i went through all the you know the cold meat stuff and then kind of expanded from there to tesco old europa cthulhu all these labels and i i, I did very much kind of progress through like like labels early on. So I seem to be one of the few Americans who didn't come to it through the, right, the wow. right. angle. What a cool, what a cool path though. Yeah. What a journey. Quantum fluctuations. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite track. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Those sharp, 
those shards. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, here. It sounds like a like a strained bit rate or something. Like there's a it's low res sound with those like all these kind of weird artifacts and the phased white noises. Uh, this one's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's like distortion from the solar winds or something. It just kind of breaks it up, and you've got those voices as well. Yeah, it's just, and all this stuff keeps developing as the track goes on, and there's still these, yeah, these shards of from the solar winds that are just cutting across everything that's happening. And so, quantum fluctuations. Yeah. Like I, I think that this sonically like does it so well. It's like they're. Like temporary random changes in energy in a point in space. So they, they're they spontaneously created, but they're also self-annihilating. So it can just be like bursts that, you know, have a overall net energy zero change. But in in little minor pockets, everything is morphing and changing. Uh, um, and it's fascinating. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote bursting time warp bubbles down in my yeah. notes as, as to what the sound reminded me of. And that's what you described fits perfectly with that and sounds cooler. Yeah, I think sonically this like is kind of like it sounds like quantum fluctuations, like like particles and waves um, just annihilating each other coming through just for a temporary blip, not a second, like nanoseconds um, of energy bursts um, to, to no net change. Uh, just, I, I love this track and it, that has that breath sound that I really, really love. Like, is it vocals? What is it? I don't, it sounds like um, just, just the, the cosmic lungs of, of everything. Wow. It really does. Yeah. The, the vocal sound on this record in general is something to be, to strive for like the vocal sounds processing, whatever it is, is so unique and actually interesting. Like, I don't care what Mm -hmm. the, what, what's being said, the sound of the vocals and people I feel like can try to do that a lot is just doesn't matter. You saying gibberish, whatever, but you've got a good vocal sound, but this here I'm sure isn't gibberish. And the vocal sound is spot on to where like it, it really adds to the piece and especially the way it's used with this, uh, like really distinct sorts of repetition and, and sections of it throughout the pieces. I was curious as to whether or not you two would nail down the methodology. I I am I wish I am lost. There, are, I think there's a lot going on on every yeah. sound here, and experimentation is really key to the bad sector sound. He says that in an interview that he, you know, the base of any piece he's doing is experimentation and trying something new, and that's why I think he's continued to progress over all these years and make a bunch of awesome albums that all sound different from one another is there's always some driving force of I'm going to try something new. Yeah. And I think I read that, that he said that even the melodies, he, he doesn't go into them kind of with an idea. He just kind of develops it until something sounds good. But as far as technique, um, yeah, it, it's 
like I feel pretty clueless when it comes to a lot of the bad sector, how he's making these sounds and processing. And I think that adds definitely. somewhat to the appeal. Yeah, definitely. It it's music from another place that I can't identify, but I love listening to. Twister method. <laughs> 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 event horizons now terry if the event horizon this is kind of something you were talking about earlier right with everything yeah so when you have something like a black hole it's just basically your point of no return the event horizon is where once you have passed the event horizon nothing no light nothing can escape and then that's when you enter the singularity so you go past the event horizon into the singularity and we are in the den of alien life forms with the voices of unknown origin just swirling around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really what it is, yeah. though, right? Yeah. It does that's what Event Horizons yeah. it can do. You can, you know, d- even develop um a, a rotation as things are spiraling into the event horizon, spiraling into the black hole. There is like a, almost a, a dulled extended scream running throughout this piece in terms of tone where it is there's there's voices piled on, but there's always sort of this constant sense of I'm not sure if it's anguish or exhilaration. It's hard to tell, but I, I just feel it running through the length of the, the piece. Yeah, I, I the garbled murmurs like are they? Are they escaping through it? Because like even they've shown that black holes can release a little bit of mass. So I was just thinking about people who have passed the event horizon or in the singularity trying to send communication out. And so it's just civilizations murmuring, screaming, trying to communicate from within a black hole. That makes perfect sense that that's what this would be, that Bad Sector captured that sound. And this also has what almost sounds like a guitar. Yeah. Like, there's like a two-string, and you know what I mean? It's just metal. Yeah. Yeah, like something. Yeah. Plucked sounds. It sounds very synthetic, but it still is like it's this plucked sound. Yeah, maybe it is a synthetic uh, approximation of a string, but it ha- yes, it has that. It's like two notes, and it it really, really adds depth to this track. And it's also something we haven't heard up to mm-hmm. this point. Right, and the palette is even deepening further. Yeah, yeah. I like that this one strips down again as it goes on. You feel things pulling away, so the the garbled voices are a little more revealed. There's sort of a melody revealed when everything backs off a little bit. And that leads us into the might be my favorite track after open universes field theory is the one that hit me that that beeping that starts and it's it's unsettling that beeping. Yeah. And then you get this clanging in the distance and scraping until it becomes a rhythm. This is sort of the first piece now that we have a real kind of rhythm present on and. It it's, I don't know. It's re- this one's really easy for me to get into. The beeping then becomes part of that rhythm, and then there's these sort of, I don't know, these bass photons firing off. 
Those that bass sounds crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this definitely yeah. took me to like Outer Limits, uh Philip K. Dick, which Massimo says he's a fan of, or or PK Dick. Um, and definitely made me think of a laboratory where people are monitoring a field. Like, what is this field? What is this um, amalgamous cloud that has lightning inside of it? And then their equipment is beeping and then it's reacting with the field and uh, definitely just such a visual track. Yeah, and I think it even has some vocoder work in it too. Um towards the end i don't know if you caught that i mean it, it has voices like the others but they s- sounded a little more like they may actually be mm. be him rather than some other recording but yeah i love how those those beeps it, it's they, they evolve into this kind of weird pattern that definitely in, engaging but it's strange absolutely yeah, in a good alien way. dance party and it almost feels like each sound is unintentionally triggering other sounds in the track. It just, you know, it's it's such an odd thing. Yeah. Yeah, like and if you if you broke it down into those individual elements, you you couldn't imagine it becoming right. what it is altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is what makes this so unique and such a such a great listen. And yeah, we now are falling into the time hole. We're tearing into time. Where are we, Tara? Uh, we're at the time singularity we, where uh, density becomes infinite space time. We're at the center of a black hole. What some would say would be, you know, the beginning of the universe as we know it. I like the theory that. There is no beginning of time. It's just that we had the lowest state of chaos. And from that um, evolving chaos, time has emerged. And here we are. It emerges with this just infinite and dense track to finish off this amazing album. Yeah, it's by far the most kind of chaotic track but yeah. it's, it's so mm-hmm. controlled yeah it's at the uh, same time. intricate it's very intricate work with all these little sounds yeah noise glitches sputtering and it, it feels like a, a collapse to me this is a great i think if you had to pay play someone a single track off this album this might be the pick of just like oh the polenoid yeah grab, grab time singularities it's going to make the most sense out of what the album is it, it feels like a perfect end cap and also like summation of the journey we've taken while listening to it. Yeah, I just I my brain was just I, I was just thinking about the omnipresence of time, the inescapable nature of time, the mechani- the mechanization of time as we know it. And like the utter mind-bending thing you have to do when you think about the infinite and also the finite so it's like they're simultaneously the same complexity like I can't imagine 
not existing. So therefore the infinite is the only thing I know because I can only imagine myself within time and you take me out of time and I won't know it. So the finite is unfathomable because I can't imagine not existing, but we experience the finite nature of time through losing people and watching change evolve. So it's like we have this simultaneous experience of the infinite and the finite uh, within the human experience. And that is what this track made me think about. It's it's a it, it track can sum up a lot and it is just I think you're right though Kyle this is the most chaotic mm-hmm. track yeah but maybe that's just the nature of what Tara's talking about yeah yeah and I think that that may have been intentional as the closing track on here into this kind of the chaos and not knowing exactly what exactly is yeah. there at the end what's, of the universe. Just not what's knowing enough in general. Just a blanket statement. Just not, not knowing enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not so it, knowing everything. It's just, a great, it's just a great end cap to this amazing album. Now, was the version that you heard first? Because there is a version out there with a couple extra tracks. Was was this the version you heard first with just the eight tracks? Uh, the the version right, I heard was is, with the with the ten. Yeah, with yeah, the, which are the really two bonus cool too. Tracks. But I do think yeah. there is something about yeah this, the the proper eight that were on the original issue that is uh-huh. just something so yeah. perfect about it. Yeah, they fit together seamlessly. That's the and thing. The- it's a really seamless release for the flow between yeah. tracks. The vibe throughout the whole thing is something you can put on and just get wrapped up in and find little details in every single time you listen to it. Because I've been playing this one like constantly since we decided to do it. And all these little details just keep <laughs> coming to the surface as you as you listen to it. Well, do any of you guys know what Polonoid is? I was going to ask you, Tara. Do you know what Polonoid is? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I have don't a, I have like a maybe a theory, but I you know, I I love the concept of um reinvented words um or or having like such concrete theories and then, you know, putting something that may or may not be based on an actual thing as your title, but there is an element called polonium. Uh it's the atomic number 84, it's a radioactive metal occurring in nature only as a product of the radioactive decay of uranium. And it was discovered, uh, co-discovered by Marie Curie um, and her homeland of Poland. So that's why it's called polonium. So I thought maybe polonoid would be this decaying particle that only exists in a state of decay and then is immediately gone. Might be a nice um base word but who who knows well and i think if in an interview i think he yeah. does uh generate words that yeah. aren't that are are not actual words yeah like um the the first or mm-hmm. the tape z on slaughter and the first cd ampos um yeah all the track titles right most Love of them that. are unpronounceable <laughs> Um, and I think, it, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, it was some sort of process that he did to generate the names. I think I, it's in I the Spectrum interview. I, I may be slightly off, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's some... Oh, maybe mm-hmm. it's even a program or something where it's... Yeah, I think he wrote generates. a program to generate titles. Uh, I know some of the... Uh, oh. Is it on Dolman Factory that it's the names and dates? 
Uh, Dolan Factory is the names and dates of, I think, EEG. Or, or I think that there was like taking data from people's medical tests yeah. and converting that. <laughs> love, love it. Love it. Into sound. Hey. Yeah. 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 And like that, that's the one that I heard first. And that was when I was uh, writing that like protein so sequence. Cool. Love it. I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, did you ever know, actually really record? Did you, actually, did you make any recordings or did you just, were you? Um, I didn't like, I still think I have mm-hmm. like the MIDI files somewhere in the generator, but mm-hmm. I don't think I turned it into anything. Interesting. Oh, you need MIDI? Um, <laughs> that can be anything. <laughs> so I've always had it in the back of my mind yeah, to resurrect the, that. Maybe and, this is the, uh, the push you need. Yeah. Maybe enough people will, will hear this and line them up. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I was I was yeah. trying to figure out who was on the cover because I suspected it was Pierre Curie or Tesla, but I can't tell. Possible that it's that would be good that it's even him, because um, the guy on the cover, um, I, I think Massimo yeah. is bald, or yeah, and this guy doesn't appear to have hair, so um, it might be him at like a museum of. Um, Test the coils oh, yeah. and fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Okay, I don't know. good. <laughs> I like that even more. Yeah, and the, and the yeah, and the reissue has some kind of um, looks like Russian Soviet um, piece of equipment for astronomical measurements. Pretty. I guess I don't know. I like that design. Yeah, yeah, like it, it fits, but it like leaves enough kind of mystery as right. to what's and boy is Massimo good at doing that. Yeah, like I truly mean, leaving it, ma- yeah. making it very specific and simultaneously open ended. Um, love, love things that yeah. can, you know, spark the mind like that. Yeah, he's 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 really incredible at that. And if you can't tell, if you haven't been listening for the last hour, we absolutely love <laughs> yes. this album, and especially for yeah. myself and Tara, this is a. This week is our introduction to this album. And we didn't, we had, you know, have heard Bad Sector, but this particular album had eluded us. And so this is a, for us, it's brand new. I mean, this is mm-hmm. 23 years old at this point, but for yeah. us, this is brand new. And this is, this is uh, all we listen to. This so, is, you know, <laughs> and this is what gets us so excited about doing this and discovering these things for the first time through someone who has had this forever there's someone who tests out their stereo with this <laughs> so thank you so much for introducing yeah. this to us oh uh, like i'm so happy to uh spread the gospel <laughs> um yeah um but yeah it, it's really cool that it introduces you guys and then um consequently oh, yeah. more yes. people to all kinds of Great I'm music. sure tons of people so, will be like, duh, bad sector. I've known about it for 20 years. It's the best. Get on board, guys. Come on. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's one of those projects you don't hear enough about. And so go mm-hmm. listen to Bad well, Sector. We are rectifying that today. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what I wrote in my notes? Yeah. You know, I, I like to write some themes and some themes would be possibilities and breaking the cycle of normal and habitual thinking. So there you go. 
Well, well, thank, thank you, you so much, Kyle. <laughs> All right, oh, well, thank you guys for having me on. Um, it's been a real Absolutely. pleasure. So. We are we are super psyched. Excellent. We you've been on our list of people to talk to since really since the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we certainly went you know. What is the what's the uh, line these days? Once this is all over, once we're back, blah blah blah. You know, we obviously want to come down and yeah. and and take a look at at that wall of tapes and ma- and really just Talk drool shop. over it. Yeah. Really yeah. just, just drool over your collection. Really, oh, oh my god, shut we're up! We're getting a little sneak peek here. Uh, wow. Beautiful. Do you have Use a library ladder? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. One you should get one. Sliding things. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we would up. need it. We would need a ladder. We'll just get on, I'll just get on Gray's shoulders. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll be perfect. We'll, we'll make a noise extra yeah. pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got totally. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Nice. Well, thanks so much. Thank. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Hey. And um. Hey, mm-hmm. glad thanks, you enjoyed this thanks album. Thanks to Bad Sector. Yes, for thank making you. this album. Yeah, it's a special one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and does Kyle need to tell us about anything else? Anything you else? Anything coming up? Anything you're working on? Um, there actually are a couple things coming up on the label this year. The one that I can tell you is a new LP that's a split between Skin Crime. Oh, and you just said two magic words. <laughs> yep. Well, I guess three magic words. You said cool. two magic yeah. bands. Uh, for us, so we are fully excited. <laughs> Damn, about that's exciting. Yeah, so um, the material sounds awesome. Um, I'm just uh, trying to get the artwork together, and um, hopefully, the pressing plants right. won't be yeah, too yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we are already excited for that one. So awesome. We'll sign off here. Go listen to Bad Sector. Go just wait for the Skin Crime Molest split. Just just sit outside uh, your record store or sit in front of your whatever you order things on until mm-hmm. that happens. Don't do anything else besides listening to Bad Sector. Look longingly out the window. Yeah, just look longingly out the window for that split. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Perfect. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artist for over 17 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.